Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast, episode 177. For the last two weeks, I've been calling it episode 174. I don't know why. It's 177. We're on episode 177. Uh, it's a special episode this week. Our good friend, longtime friend of the pod, longtime guest, my real life, very close confidant, Chris Mandry, is leaving us today. This, this sad, bittersweet Tuesday as Chris makes his way to Los Angeles to pursue a new adventure. Uh, so he joins us this week for a nice 40-minute discussion, including a quick exit interview from the city of Utica. Uh, stay tuned for that. Also this week, we'll sort of talk about the uh, midterm elections, what we feel comfortable talking about now, because that story will continue on for a few weeks. Also some history lessons, a little bit of nerd-based news, talk about Stan Lee, talk about Nintendo, talk about uh, Netflix. We'll talk about uh, Heather getting in arguments with multi-level marketing people on the internet. All of these things and so much, uh, so much more, folks. As always, we are happy to have you here. Oh, yes. Welcome back to the Uticast episode 177. Kevin feels great. He reassured me right before we went on the air. Yeah. You feel great? I mean, yeah, I suppose. Okay. I don't feel like I feel not great. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How are you, Heather? Are you great? I'm great. Good. But I ate garlic, so I might smell like garlic. (laughs) It's all right. I'm I'm keeping my distance over here. I'm great. Utica's mom out here making gar- smelling like garlic when she sorry. comes in. We're in garlic here. quarantine. I'm sorry. I tried everything. Right. I can't get rid of it. All right. Let me ask you a question. Oh, God. I didn't. All right. And it's an important <laughs> question. A couple weeks ago, you told me about not engaging with people <laughs> on social media yeah, about know. silly causes. What do I see you doing out here? I had no idea. Engaging with these multi-level marketing companies and arguing on Twitter with these people from... They won't argue with me, though. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm just alone. <laughs> people are agreeing with me. That's nice. But I was hoping somebody would actually argue with me, but no one will mm. argue. Because I'm right. Well, yeah, there you go. What is your argument? Is there, there a multi-level marketing scam? Yeah, there are people who I've gone to school with or college with. They don't talk and they... They look over my post and I'm like, oh, I see that you suffer anxiety. I have this magic drink that's helped me and I've never looked back. Or I see that your kid reads books. I sell Osborne books. And I'm like, Hashtag boss babe. Yeah, get out of here. So, like, they were trying to be my friend, act like they haven't talked to me in a long time. How are you? And they start this whole thing out and then they want to sell me something. Mm-hmm. And I want them to get lost. Because yeah. unless you're selling me skis and climbing equipment, mm-hmm. then I'm not. I don't want anything to do with you. There are a lot of active, what you would consider, multi-level marketing companies, which is the polite way of calling like pyramid-style oh, scheme companies. companies. Now, it's not necessarily that these companies are all scams. Like some people like the products that these companies sell, but a lot of them you hear like brought up over and over again. Like Herbalife, I feel like is a company that I feel like is kind of shady. I hear all the time. They're all scams. They're all scams. All, I agree with them. What about like? Every uh, a scam. What about like Rodan and Fields? Scam. Scam. Big That's time scam. scam. <laughs> Big time <High> scam. <laughs> What yeah. about, like, I'm, I'm trying to see Amway. That sounds like a real thing. A huge scam. Really? That's where Betsy DeVos family got their money from. Mm. 
There's a bunch of defunct ones, but they're defunct, so who cares? Because they were scams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of them. It's horrible. I get them like every other week. I'm done. I want to say, what's the one? It's like face face cream stuff. Miriam. Miriam. Oh, Miriam. Yeah. We had some Miriam in our friends. Yeah, that always tried to sell us the Miriam experience. <laughs> yeah, somebody. It's funny because I had a I had a, a lady who I worked with in the past who did the Miriam thing on like her side gig to try and make a little bit extra money and hey do what you want to do to mm-hmm. make money. But, like, it's funny because she, like, she did give me, like, a soft sell, but she was like, I don't know what I'm going to sell to you. I'm like, nothing. Right. Like, there's nothing. I think she knew that she wasn't going to sell I feel like the weird one you see is the LuLaRoe, where they're selling pants. Yeah, that's I feel like pants is a strange item what? to try to, like, third party. It worked. <laughs> Wait, which worked. one is that? They're that was on like here. like, all different leggings. Um, yeah, they sell, like, they sell, like, like yoga pants. Leggings. Yeah. Is that different than, like, Lululemon? Is that yeah, that's a, a sport line. That's a real thing. That's a nice line, actually. Yeah, Lula like LuLaRoe. LuLaRoe, uh, that's the one's off. 2017, uh, it looks like a class action lawsuit filed yeah. in California <laughs> accusing <laughs> them of being a pyramid scheme. Yep. <laughs> but it's just annoying because these people read your post and then they send you messages. Oh, I hear. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. I went to, because I looked it up after I was curious because I saw you on there and I was like, hmm, I wonder if I'm ready for some righteous indignation on the internet. Maybe <laughs> uh, let me do some research and see if I want to join in. No. Uh, I did the research but decided not to join I think in. it's um, But uh, it's funny because they did, I went to like Quora. You know what Quora is? You know Quora ever? Oh, that's like a, it's, it's like a, it's one like, of the, like a Reddit almost. Sort of, kind of. I, I don't. I've been on Quora. I went on there and typed in his, his Plexus a scam, <laughs> and all the responses seemed to come from people who worked for Plexus. Yeah, no, it's terrible. <laughs> That's how it works. If, if there was a magical drink that could take away my anxiety, I'm sure my doctor would have prescribed well, it to me. There is. Now. It's called. Yeah, but, but Big Doctor doesn't want you to know about it. Big Healthcare. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There is a drink. It's called whiskey. Yes. And we've known about it for a long time. I know I went. It's all just like a, a changeover on that. Uh, so again, welcome back, folks. Obviously, <laughs> um, Kevin, you uh, you're up on that new hot Netflix show, The Haunting of Hill House. You're a I did start in. The Haunting of Hill House. Great. I heard from a lot of people. It's great. I'm interested to see what goes on. Okay, very yeah. good. It's been a hot one. I've heard a lot of people talking about. All my kids at school are watching the new Sabrina. Television. I watched that. Did you watch it? Yeah. Is it good? It's not bad. You got nothing to do. <laughs> it's not awful. It's... Uh, ringing endorsement. <laughs> no, can I can I give Heather an endorsement? You have nothing left. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit her with something that I don't think she knows that I've never discussed. Uh, okay. You were talking about a show on Netflix that I don't think anyone was giving you any burn for. It was a show called Insatiable. It was yeah. like a girl who was a beauty queen or something, and she was. You were talking about it on Twitter. I was. Yes. I did. And I ended up watching it under pretense that you said it was okay, and it was actually not too bad. <laughs> no, I, yes, I do know what you're talking about. She's like, she was like an overweight girl, and she gets yeah. like hit by a truck or something, yes. something happens. And, and people were upset because she got skinny, and they were feeling like their body shame. It was definitely a little bit of a it's non... It's weird, though, but it's... It's a li- it's sort of like the show Eastbound and Down was, where it's like definitely like on PC, but you're sort of laughing at how just, crude and yes. terrible all these people are. That's yes. sort of the... It was pretty good. Watch it. So I give you credit. It was okay. It wasn't great. Thanks. I get credit. But it was pretty that. good. Not right. bad. Not bad to have some credit. I'm part of the show. Not bad to have some credit. Part of the show tonight. Uh, did you guys hear the other one? Disney finally unveiled the name of their new uh, upcoming long-rumored Netflix competitor. Are you guys ready for the name? Do you know what it is? No. no. Do you want to take a guess? No. It's no. right in line with all these other like streaming platforms. So it's... It's just like it's one that's already out. It's coming out. Disney's I would new, have yeah. the Disney only streaming platform. That's coming Disney, out, Disney two, Disney, so Disney, Disney two. That's two. close actually. Disney two point Disney TV. 
Disney Plus. That's the name of it. Mm. They always add. It's always like that's the NBC has a sports like NBC Gold, ESPN Plus. They all have like weird like one word additional add-ons. Uh, it's gonna have all the Marvel and Star Wars uh, content, which is their really strong selling point. They're also putting out a whole bunch of like series based around these characters. So there's gonna be like a TV series about Loki from mm. like the Marvel universe with Hiddleston. Yeah, Hiddleston's gonna do it. They got money. <laughs> they got true. money. Um, are, what are your thoughts? Do you feel like, how scared should Netflix be about Disney like rolling in and taking all their big IP? Because a lot no, of the Star Wars and Marvel stuff is on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah I don't think right, everyone's watching. Right now, but they they're rotate just, that out. Yeah, and people get Netflix to watch all sorts of things. So if they're bored, it's kind of like that app you get because they're mm. subscription you get because you just want to watch something. Ne- it's well, Netflix said that whatever the the Marvel movie, the next Marvel movie that's coming on to the thing is like the last one they're going to put on there. Mm-hmm. So no more Marvel movies. Yeah, and I think movies. they're taking Disney movies off there too. Yeah, it's for sure Disney they will. Movies, yeah. So, so Netflix, it makes sense that Netflix sort of doubling down then, I guess, on all their original content because they're going to lose like all this big stuff, and mm-hmm. you have to be ready for it, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there we go. I didn't mean to go that long. We'll be at seven minutes on Netflix and Hill House and. Plexus. That's good. To, <laughs> good to start. I went on a field trip today. I'll do mine real short. Then I went on a field trip today. I was working with the students. Took them on a career field trip. Went to the Stanley Theater. Saw mm. Jerry Krause. How was Jerry? Always good to see Jerry. I like talking to Jerry Krause. Great guy. I'm gonna get him on the show sooner than later. We gotta get our schedules together. I think I might have seen somewhere that he is retiring at some point soon. Is he a radio and maybe DJ? Maybe moving down south. Yeah. Okay, I remember when I was little. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to fireworks over New York. My mm-hmm. dad would take me. He's another one of the people who I'd love to have a conversation with. I think we'd have a nice long interview. We have a lot to Bring discuss, him in. but oh, uh, yeah. just hard to find time together. We have yeah. weird schedules. Uh, I also went to a medical research facility, like a place that does like private. Where was med- that? Uh, for their sake, I'm not going to discuss where it was. It what? was it was local. I don't I don't want to. All right, all right. Be able to say because I'm going to say this. Whenever I'm in, this, I've been in a couple of different like private medical places oh. over the time, right? I always feel like I'm in Resident Evil. I always feel like I'm looking around. I'm like, what kind of stuff's going on behind the doors over here? A lot of authorized. They don't come after you. And take I don't want to know. I mean, okay. like, look, these people are much smarter than me, and they're talking about like genomes and like doing medical research i'm like wow that's crazy i'm like but what do you have <laughs> yeah, that's crazy that's crazy but they're talking about like doing like research on like mice and stuff and i'm like what are you researching about the mice <laughs> i don't know i just i play in too much fallout i've spent too much time like in like the world of you video sure games <laughs> like well, there's probably zombies and giant rats so basically you're saying video, video games have <laughs> rotted your brain that's what yes. you're saying yes Somehow I'm going to have a master's degree in a, in a year. I found that out this week. And in a year, I'll have my master's. That's great. And I'm still, like, very curious about, like, what are the Power Rangers all what about is real science? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is all this science? Uh, so, yeah, that, that's it. Let's get into this week's guest really quickly before we talk about the news. Uh, Chris Mandry, our longtime uh, wonderful friend, one of my closest friends, Chris Mandry, one of our closest music friends, life friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is leaving. By the time you guys hear this, he'll be on the road, I would imagine, yeah. uh, to Los Angeles. He's going to D.C., Nashville, uh, Undetermined, then New Mexico, then Phoenix, then San Diego, and finally to Silver Lake region of Los Angeles. That's his plan, according to his interview that we'll have a little bit later. Cool. He's a multiple-time guest on the show, so it was really nice. We had a nice long interview talking about a little recap of everything that we've done over the years and... Uh, why he decided to go, and what his plans are, and what he'll miss, and what he won't miss, and all sorts of good stuff. Really nice talking to Chris. We had a nice evening out with Chris a couple nights ago. I saw pictures. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. 
you didn't sit down in the interview, but anything... Uh, any... I heard some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, like, the second half, I think. Mm. You were out pretty... You were out till the, the wee hour celebrating with Chris. We stayed out. We went to um, our buddy Velarde and his wife Janae's home mm. after we were out at one Jenny for the going away party. Mm-hmm. And we had a really late night. We had our friends up from, like, Saratoga and stuff like that. So we were hanging out, laughing until very, very late in the evening. But it was good to hang out one night before he leaves. Yeah. You never know, though. He might make an appearance tonight. You never know. It's true. He's very he's very sneaky like that. Uh, so we'll get into his interview in a little bit. Uh, I guess you guys want, we, we got to talk about the midterm elections in some capacity. It's yeah, true, right? Absolutely, it's huge right now. Uh, so the Democrats uh, took back the House, which uh, they didn't take the Senate, obviously, and everyone seems to be claiming victory on both sides. The president said it was a big victory. Democrats seem pretty happy. Uh, what were your biggest takeaways follow, like the next morning when you woke up from the midterm elections? A uh, hundred million people turned out to vote. It's yes. One of the, I think that might be the highest turnout of voters ever, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, in the history of the country. And young people came out and voted in huge, huge numbers. Uh, and it showed, and that's really encouraging, that more people seem to be civically engaged and seem to be participating in the process. And I would love to see voter turnout go up even more. I mean, I'm always saying it. Every time we talk about it, I'm like, you got to vote. You got to go vote. Yeah. You got to go vote. It was super busy when I was down at the parkway casting my own votes that day. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was my big takeaway. That it was awesome that people went out and voted. I went very early in the morning. I went to like 7, 7.15 because I had to do something mm-hmm. later that day. Mm-hmm. And it was still, I was like, yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. good out there. Kaz and I went to JCC and they were busy there around 9.30. Mm-hmm. Did you notice any, like, was everyone, like, civil for the most part? Yeah, Kaz had a hat on that was red with white letters, and people kept. I kept thinking there's he was a Trump supporter or something. Donna, what are you? He only wears this Polish prince hat. It says Polish prince. And he likes to wear hat. it, and he won't wear any other hat. And I'm like, walking in there, and I'm like, it says Polish prince on it. It's time for him to learn about cold ears. I think it's up on election day. And it was nice, even though people were. You could see people like wanting their sticker. It was a big deal to get their sticker. But I don't care if a sticker will make you vote, or people were posting it. That's awesome. I didn't take the sticker. Uh, because I felt like there might be other people who wanted the sticker <laughs> yeah. more than yeah. me. Social media more than more you. Than, well, what was I going to do? What I got a sticker put you on my coat, and, and then I go do my errands, and it falls off. It's can I, my like, seat out was a strong sticker. Can I, I'm going to blow up the spot of the ladies who were working the booth. When I finished voting, and I put the voting thing back, and I went back to the thing to get the sticker, and the ladies had the stickers on their shirts, and they were taking a selfie with the stickers, and I said, nah, I'm good. I don't want the sticker now. You guys seem to be enjoying it a lot. <laughs> you guys just keep them. I'm um, good. Watch. We're getting to the point, man. I'm telling you, we're getting to the point with these stickers on voting day where they're going to literally have like a step and repeat at the polling places yeah. next year. Uh, we've got people out there and it's going to be a whole thing. Do like a whole like backdrop and everything. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever follow modern day Seinfeld on Twitter, but they were referencing the episode of Seinfeld which was like, who? Who doesn't want to wear this sticker? It's like, I don't want to wear this sticker. It's like, you wear this sticker. Uh, yeah, that's how I felt. It really was people looking at you when you walk out. Is that the sticker? Why is he wearing the sticker? No, uh, I, I thought it was uh, is exciting. You get 47% of the voting-eligible population cast uh, a vote on Tuesday, which uh, 47% less than half doesn't sound as impressive until you consider that it was only 36% in 2014 mm-hmm. uh, and 41% in 2010. So that's mm-hmm. that's good stuff. Uh, I guess my closest 
my most succinct takeaway, I was I was a little down that Beto lost and that Andrew Gilliam oh, lost and that Stacey Abrams lost. But I guess those things, they're still contending a lot of those votes at the moment. So I don't want to say a lot of that Not stuff. the Texas one. Texas no, no, no. Texas he knows. One he's out so. enjoying his family and doing things right it's now. It's interesting to see what's two. going on. I mean, the, the South, you know, the part where the rest of the country drains out. Yeah. <laughs> drain well, the country down there. It's unbelievable how many people have called and their votes haven't been counted. Mm. You know what I mean? That's a serious thing. So whether they lose or not, or they, you know, it's good that it's being counted and looked into. I don't know how much of this is just like it was on Reddit, so I don't trust necessarily. Say I've seen a lot of people posting like they're getting their absentee ballots sent back to them, like return to sender stuff. So who knows? It's probably going to be messy. Yeah. Which uh, is crazy because it doesn't it doesn't really inspire a lot of faith in anybody that like Florida's elections have been a mess for literally since two thousand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Since Gore versus Bush, like for two decades now, pretty much. Your elections have been an absolute shit show. And you mm. know that every two years the eyes of the nation are going to be on you because you play such an important you know, role in politics in the country. How has nobody fixed that? You know, mm. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and this guy, I mean, the guy running for Senate, what's his name, Rick Scott, he's been the governor for eight years. Like, mm. You appoint these people, so if all of a sudden you want to say it's a problem, well, where were you on this? And mm. why should that yeah. qualify you to do anything going forward when you couldn't fix this problem that's now all of a sudden an issue? Uh... I'll say uh, a nice story as well was that we now have a record number of women headed to Congress. Uh, so women did really well uh, this year in the midterms. Uh, I also think that it was really nice to see like a lot of like Muslim women, uh, yeah. just because I I have a lot of like kids. Again, I work in public education. It's Utica school it's, systems. It's, yeah, it's good to be able to like have a a real like anchor to look at and be like look see it is a thing that people can achieve like it's not you're you're yeah, not you guys yeah. are here too yeah so i like seeing that a lot hmm. uh one of the things i didn't like to see was did you guys see this guy from nevada dennis hoff Who's dead? who won despite being dead yeah, and also a brothel you're just putting faith in whoever decide we just i'm voting for whoever they decide to put in besides <laughs> this guy as opposed to a real person that's sort of what you've said with the voting Uh, And I guess I don't really know how much we want to talk about Claudia Tinney and Anthony Brindisi this week because I feel like we will know more in the next few days about all these absentee ballots that were counted. Yeah. Uh, I'll say I watched Brindisi's, uh, his speech when it seemed like he had won and it was, it was good. It was very exciting. I was down there. You were down there. I saw the pictures. I was down at the Radisson. It was good. Yeah. A lot of people, yes. It looked uh, like yeah, a lot a ton of people. Of people. Yeah. I saw a lot of people. It was uh, weird to be in like the Radisson, which I've been in a million times before, and especially because like they've rebranded, so it looks a little different in there, and they've done some updates. But like seeing like CNN cameras and like yeah. other cameras from like national things, and just sort of being like, wow, this is really yeah. Here you are. You know what I mean? Um, I did watch Claudia's concession speech on uh, on KTV, and it was something. Yeah. It was, and now she sort of said she's not conceding anyway, so. We won't know until next week. There is a, was it 17,000 absentee ballots? Some absurd yeah. number of absentee yeah. ballots. Yeah, it's, I've, I've heard crazy. so many different things. I was glued to my computer from 9 to midnight. I'm glad you said that because I was going <laughs> to ask you how much your, what your coverage was like. I watched it on TV and sort of flipped back and mm-hmm. forth. I did kind of get burned out at about 10.30. I kept just updating. WKTV had this thing, mm-hmm. and I just kept updating it, refreshing it, and seeing where they were at, so... I got home at about 9.45, so the polls were already closed by the time I got mm-hmm. home, so it was pretty much just me. I did get burned out. I sort of fell asleep. Around I, mean, I, need I to looked know. at, like, I got to look at, like, maybe 11 o'clock. Yeah. I waited. I like to, a lot of times when it votes for elections or something like that, especially when it's going to be close, I like to wait because it's all, it's going to be the yeah. same anyway, but so yeah. I checked and I was pretty pleasantly surprised with where it was. Hopefully, um, it stays the way that it is, but it certainly seems, you know, close, so I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't want to say. I don't want to say anything. I know. Um, I don't feel. I don't believe in like if you say something, it's bad luck. But I can't say anything on this one. <laughs> so I waited until like the major news like coverages were calling it, and I posted the picture of me and him and me and Marianne because I was like, hey, two out of the three of our Utica guests, Uticast guests who are running in this election, won. Uh, Larry, Larry didn't do as well, but I still like talking to Larry. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. And here's I, I voted for Larry. I voted for Larry as well. <laughs> I did vote. For Larry. I did uh, actually vote for Larry. Here's the thing. Well, hey, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> Two out of three. That's sixty-six percent of the electorate right there. I'll say this about Larry. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting thing what Twitter and social media will do to you because after Larry was on the show, and I had disagreements with Larry, but I, I liked that he was like upfront and straightforward and like had a conversation with me even though we didn't agree but after that I started getting a lot of Larry based stands like, on Twitter like yeah <laughs> not stands but like just, I, I would get a lot of it in my feed and yeah. if you go by just what you were seeing in your Twitter feed you're like oh my god Larry Sharp is gonna win in a landslide <laughs> right <laughs> like so it's interesting the way that like social media sort of distorts what is real. Well, you think about it, like a, a more fringe candidacy like that. These are the people out here spending on yes. like backdoor Twitter hacks yeah. and stuff like that yeah. to gin up excitement. I voted if I thought that the results were going to be closer. I probably wouldn't have voted. Yeah, but no, I didn't. Really yeah. yeah, I wanted to see. Not a big Cuomo guy. No, um, me neither. You know what I mean? But I'm certainly not a fucking Mark Molinaro person at all. So. No, and I, I had, I had, res- I had reservations voting for Larry. Honestly, you I mean like there's a lot, there's like a couple things specifically that annoy me mm-hmm. about his views that I specifically don't want to vote for, but. Again, I don't think Cuomo cares one way or the other about us. So it was it's certainly fine. not about you. Yeah, no. I've actually heard him say that. Oh wow. He's, yeah, me specifically. <laughs> Famolaro, clown. All right. Uh, Midtown Sam, you knew me back then. Um, so way back when. Yeah, so we'll talk more about that next week. Although I'm getting the sneaking suspicion that by next week we still won't have an answer. I feel like this one's gonna be a little more clear cut than some of the wild stuff going on in yeah. Florida, yeah. yeah. Uh well, we've gone longer than I expected, so we'll just hit these last two points really quickly. Oh, uh, the new darling of the, the Democrats is Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, who's o- already been like a huge star, but now she's getting a lot of coverage because of her piece where she can't afford to move to D.C. <laughs> because she's a millennial. And then Fox tried to burn her, and she burned them back on the internet. What did she say? I didn't hear She that. just like made them look very like harsh and bitter and mean, and look look continued looking cool. And she's like, "I'm going to continue making instant pot macaroni and cheese and talking about politics on Instagram with my followers while you people are like being hateful." It's like, damn girl, she's killing it out there. I like her a lot. I hope uh, hope to see more from her. Hope she gets an apartment though. It's really expensive in DC. She has to wait three months. Said. Yo, DC's expensive. You ever been to DC? It's crazy. It's crazy. All these apartments, all that stuff. Uh, all right, let's. And let's just want to. I just want to say. Um, I don't know if you've been following these California wildfires. I talked yeah. a little bit about it with Chris in the interview because yeah. we didn't get to it. Thirty-one people. Does he really want to go? <laughs> I said that to him at the end. I was like, I'm not trying to be morbid, but it's got to be something you thought about driving down. He's like, uh, Yeah, I'm not psyched about it. <laughs> I'm keeping my. Uh... <laughs> No, it's really, like they said, 31 people so far, and it's yeah. really, really scary yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've been following some Instagram. Oh, it's so scary. This has been going on for like three years now. It really does. Mm-hmm. It really does. I feel like one day it's just all going to go. It's all going to be gone. <laughs> I know, gone. yeah, right? It's, it's, all seen, it's all coming faster and faster. Uh, all right, let's get to this week's interview. Um, sort of an exit interview for the city. We try to come up with a good name for it and leave it to Chris to come up with Mandry Fest Destiny, which is one of the best names I've ever heard for anything. I hope he makes it a metal band. Uh, 
This is just a really long... Look, it is what it is. It's a long conversation with a multiple-time guest on this show. Local Renaissance man, Chris Mandry, our very, very good friend. I was happy we got to do this before he got to leave, uh, and I hope to see him again very soon. Back to the show in just a moment. microphone on and over just enough time doing this I can tell just by looking at it when it's one or the other sure and I have to come up with like a professional excuse for why I have to stop the recording for a second <laughs> and reload I'm like oh hang on one second oh click click oh yeah oh I just didn't think the levels were looking I just, I'm, don't worry I'll fix it gotta right. sync it up at the end point gotta s- <laughs> welcome to a very special interview episode 177 of the show I was originally calling it uh, an American tale to Mandry Goes West, but Chris came up with the name Mandry Fest Destiny. <laughs> Chris is Chris is expanding from one coast to the other. Uh, the fact I can't believe that you have like you've been playing drums for a long time, and uh, for all the things you do, I've always called you sort of a Renaissance man in your sort of in your sort of ways. Uh, I've always sort of thought of you as a drummer first, I think, in my mind. I mm-hmm. hope that's not offensive to you in any particular way. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> but you have, like, if you had a solo project, do you have a name for it? Like, if you go around, are you just like, hi, I'm Chris Mandry, drummer? Or do you have, like, a name? You should call yourself Mandry Fast Destiny. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm just going to be going as Chris Mandry. I bought these, uh... <laughs> I bought these, uh business cards when I was in Nashville, so that was six years ago now, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I still have about 2,500 out of the 3,000 that I bought, and it says actor, drummer, comedian. So <laughs> That's right. I'm just going to keep on pushing those cards out. Um, I think what's funny, too, is for me, it's like, I'm glad you when you walked in here and you uh, you opened up your, your hooded sweatshirt, you had the Meshuggah t-shirt on. And it's very appropriate, I think, because I always associate you with, like, metal mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Because I I am... One of the worst games in the world for me to play is what, uh, like, what's... How do I remember the first time I met you? Like, when's the first time I met this guy, right? And the one that I... Only thing I remember, I guess, going very way back to the very beginning is being in Steve's basement... Our buddy, our mutual friend Steve, watching you and Steve and Doc like play metal music. And I think that like to the very core of my like knowing you to the rest of my life, uh, I think that'll always be the thing I sort of boil down just watching you guys like play Metallica covers in the basement at Steve's house. Back when hanging in the basement at Steve's house was cool. So I have always felt that my um, you know everybody's got. Uh, vibrational quality to them, I feel like. I mean, the whole 
universe is made up of notes, basically, right, right. certain frequencies. And I feel like I am tuned to heavy metal. Like, whatever's going on with metal yeah. is what is, resonates with my soul. And, um, and I'm really kind of looking to get back to those, uh, back to those roots. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the way that I'm going to start this, this is, uh, breaking news. <laughs> um, getting a Mohawk Tuesday morning. Yes. <laughs> you said this to me last night. Yeah. So we'll I see, we'll see what happens. I mean, my, my hair grows back pretty fast. So if it's something that's, uh, isn't working for me, um, <laughs> then I will cut that and go back to a regular person. But I'm, uh, I kind of need, I feel like, you know, when I had dreadlocks, there's a certain, there's a certain look that I've had for the last five years, this clean cut business type of look. And right now my hair is the longest that it's been mm. in over five years. And, uh, I just really want to get back to looking like a freak. <laughs> You've always said I feel like you've you've always sort of transitioned between looks. Whenever I, whenever I make your character in the video games, is like a wrestling video game characters. Uh, I always have lots of options. Sometimes you have dreadlocks. Sometimes you got this short hair. I can do mohawk now. Now that you're gonna do it, I'll have to change your look up again. Uh, what do you think? I feel like it. It speaks a little bit to you as a person, though. Knowing what I know about you, though, like you, you always are kind of like. Not, I don't want to say transient because that's not the word I'm looking for, but you have this like sort of sense of wanderlust. I think sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. When did you? When did you? When did it hit you that you you had to make a change? You wanted to go. Um, uh, last year actually. Last year. Yeah, I remember yeah. specifically around um, around December. I was actually at uh, a work meeting. It was a. We were lobbying for manufacturers. I was part of this group because I sold software to manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting at a table, and inevitably, almost every discussion that I have ends up turning into music and uh, <laughs> of talking about music. And someone at the table said, you know, you should really check out this movie, Hired Gun. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, you know. And uh, I ended up the day that day or the day after watching this movie, Hired Gun, and um, it's about, you know, like the musicians that travel with Alice Cooper and how these right, people right. get picked up and that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to I gotta at least see how I stack up if, if that is something that I am truly capable of. Because it's tough in Utica because you're so isolated. You know, it's like you can play some great venues here and that's, and that's awesome to do. Um, and it's and it's very important. I actually learned playing Magic the Gathering yeah. that in order to be number one in the world, you have to be number one in your state. Yeah, of course, right. right. You know, and and that's always kind of stuck with me, um, which I was on a three person <laughs> team, by the way. But um, so with with that being said, you know, um, I'm really looking forward to getting out to L.A. and seeing you know really where where I'm at in a pretty much global community. Uh, and let me ask you this question, too, if we're along those lines, was not, like, why L.A. in the sense of, like, why L.A.? But, like, did you have other cities that you tossed around in your mind since then, or was L.A., like, the first choice that popped up initially? Um, I had I had kind of thought about that when I saw that movie in December, and then I went out mm-hmm. to visit um, in March a few months later. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, during that time, actually, when I first got there, I'm like, this place. I, I had a poor experience coming off the plane, and then I had to go in the shuttle with ten <laughs> other people in the traffic. So it took three hours to get where I was going, and it got me very, very upset. Um, but then uh, the next day, I was about to leave early. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go hang out with some one of my friends and and her friends, 
and we ended up hanging out, and I had a blast that night, and they were just awesome people, and they were um, just saying very nice things about me, so I'm like, oh, I like this place, <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, you know what, That's it's something I want to try, it's it's very different, I also, the time zone thing, where everything starts earlier, yeah. is, uh, yeah. like, I woke up at 6 o'clock, I'm like, my God, I can't believe I overslept, it was 6 o'clock in the morning, but I thought it was like 9.30. Yeah, I think, I mean... <sighs> The West Coast has always been one of those things, I think, too, that uh, I've, you know, I've never gone to the West Coast. I went to, I always laugh, the farthest west I went was, like, Minneapolis, which is, <laughs> like, in the, very in the north. Middle, very, very north, <laughs> right? But um, it does seem like, you know, living upstate New York for as long as you've been up here, you know, and we, we know what it's like to, like, the weather does have an effect on your mood. I don't want to say, like, everyone is, like, like seasonally depressive but like a lot of people get down about the weather up here it makes a big even like a normal person it been raining for like 37 days straight here yep <laughs> well, there's, sam there's three seasons in upstate new york yeah. it's rain snow and construction it's un- it's unreal <laughs> construction runs through the other ones which right. is insane it's yeah, like a year-round it's, season it's brutal mm-hmm. um and also you know it gets dark I'll quickly and it's it's uh i think that adds a lot to it i mean there's people you know like sweden and alaska uh, i think specifically sweden where there's points where there's just extreme darkness for like oh, 24 yeah. hours and the suicide rates like Dude, it's insane i feel like ever since the we had the, the hour change like the the what do you call it, the fall back there mm-hmm. um it got so dark so quick even today like i looked up i was like god it's so late i looked down at my clock and it's like 5 30 i'm like that's depressing yeah <laughs> yeah so what's your what's your plan it is uh i'll pull back the curtain since since it's a, a more intimate style interview this week sure. it is ten twenty on a sunday night you mm-hmm. are leaving on tuesday morning right that's yes that in theory that is exactly. in theory <laughs> and you're driving out by yourself yes have you plotted out this driver you sort of like winging it with google maps and stuff no i'm i've plotted it out the only iffy part so i'm going from utica to washington to visit family dc and then from washington dc to nashville for a few days to visit friends that i uh, used to live with there and then from there my next real destination is going to be phoenix arizona for a wedding but between that i'm either gonna i'm probably gonna go to dallas texas and possibly stay with a friend or austin Austin, nice. Yeah, but it's going to be very, it's going to be quick, because the next day, which will be Thanksgiving, I'm going to New Mexico, I got some friends out there, Mm. and then Phoenix, and then San Diego, and then I'll end up in LA. Phoenix, what was the one between after Phoenix, you said? Uh, San Diego. San Diego. I got some friends out there. LA, so let me see here, you did go to DC, to Nashville, to question mark, slash New Mexico, (laughs) slash Phoenix, slash San Diego, slash Los Angeles. I like it, it's like, um... I like adventure, and it's something that Kevin and I have talked about in the past, and, uh, yeah, I miss, like, going out in, like, the van and playing, and I don't miss being broke, and I don't miss, like, being young and dumb, but I do miss, like, the, the feeling of, like, just watching open road. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, uh, I feel like I would be, I would have a harder time doing it by myself, uh, and I don't know if you are talking about this, are you gonna live blog this, you said? You're gonna, like, like... I'm- yeah, so the plan is I'll probably do some live stuff, but um, you know, I'm, what I'd like to do is uh, is a video, um, basically kind of every day, just where I'm at and 
you know, I'm going to edit it down. It's not just going to be a, a long form thing. I'm going to try to make it just interesting stuff, which for me means there's probably going to be a little bit of a delay because I'm a bit of a uh, perfectionist, but I, I'm still <laughs> just going to try to get something out there um, every day that I'm, that I'm on this trip. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we'll see what what happens with that. Have you been to DC already? You've been to DC before. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you? I say, obviously, you've been to Phoenix already too. Uh, yes, actually. So I drove across the country yeah. with my buddy uh, Garrett Maris. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, about yeah. ten years ago now, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just finished paying for that, which is a <laughs> great time to get back out, I guess. Well, the important question is, do you regret going the first time? Oh my God, no. So there you go. It doesn't matter if you just finished paying. It was. For it, it was the most. It was the craziest experience of my life. Well, are you like relying on people you know out there already? It seems like you sort of know some. You've laid the groundwork a little bit and some framework out there already. Yeah, so I've got some friends that are that are out there and some people that um, I'm definitely gonna uh, hook up with. But you know, I've got this one spe- one area specifically that I've been looking at. It's got this massive drum rehearsal facility, which nice. is a business model that I wanted to start around here. But um, I'm gonna go there and and check that out, and that's kind of my uh, that's gonna be my north star. Mm, nice. Now, uh, you told me you're probably, at the moment, you're not totally sure yet, but you think in Silver Lake region is yes. where you'll probably be staying yep. out there. Yep. Uh, this is uh, definitely off the top of my head, not from very quick internet research for <laughs> folks about Silver Lake. Uh, originally, it was known as Ivanhoe in the 1900s. Did you know that, Chris? I, some... I didn't, but I'm, uh, I'm going to buy a shirt. Yeah, yeah, by a resident from Scotland. It was named Ivanhoe, so you can tell people when you got there that you knew this fact about this. I'm trying to help you out here. Uh, it's not called Silver Lake because of the water's silvery color, but named for a local politician who helped create a local reservoir there. So, like, his name's probably, like, Bob Silver or something. I'll have to look up Ivanhoe who it Silver. Is. Ivanhoe Silver. Yeah. That's the name of your new project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the area is known for its restaurants and hipster hangouts, and most notably, people have made their homes there. The neighborhoods have several public and private schools. Here's just a quick list of people who will be your neighbors. Yeah. Are you ready? I've, yeah, I've actually looked at this. you looked at it? Yeah. Uh, Fred Armisen. Yep. Uh, Skylar Aston, who I know from a wrestling podcast. He shows up on, like, the Mass Man's wrestling podcast. Shout nice. out to the Mass Man. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, Rob Cordry, who's definitely gonna be your, <laughs> new best, your new best friend. I could see you hanging out with James Franco. I could see it. I could totally. That would be that would be <laughs> awesome. I could see doing some like open mics or something. <laughs> Is that something you're gonna do? You have plans for like open mic sets and stuff? Yeah. So there's a few different avenues that I'm yeah, looking yeah. at for. Um, well, I guess so. A few different things I want to get into. One of them stand up. Like I'd love to nice. try to get on Kill Tony. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, that podcast, which nice. is awesome, Tony Hunchcliffe. Uh, but I also have a couple of connections for writing uh, comedy shows, possibly Tosh.0 and a, and a couple other things, which would be really interesting. Nice. But um, I'm going to be applying a lot to um, like Universal Music Group, Sony Music, some of the major labels. That's what my uh, that's my degrees in, and um, it's just what I you know I started selling cassette tapes door to door when I was five years old. So kind of feel like. Have you talked to GFOP uh, Devin and Brianna from the Uptown oh, Theater yeah. about this? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, they're probably a nice little resource to have here for this. Yeah, he's actually one of the first people that I told because he's yeah. out there writing for Scrubs. Oh, yeah. 
I didn't hear about that one. I, he's never told really? me about that. Really? No, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> what um, do you call him? <laughs> I loved him. He's my buddy. Actually, I need to get him back on here. He just had some good news this week. I saw they got like some sort of like big Funny. grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So, they're, they're, they're doing it, and they're taking it in pieces, and I, I love what they're doing. Nah, I fully support that. They're awesome folks. That the improv best. class was... That was uh, it was a great, great experience, and that's something I might be doing out there too. Once I'm done with, with my grad school stuff, I'm gonna do it. He's he's been trying to get me to come do it. I, I feel like I'd actually be good at it. When I was in It'd college, uh, I which is weird. I took my like when I was in New York City for college mm-hmm. because it's like a New York City school. I had to take a, like a what do you call it? an elective? Just any elective that they had, right? And they had like one acting 101. It was like stage acting, nice. right? Like. And I, it was fun. Like, I like doing it. I don't think... I, I think I was good because I think the rest of my class was not very good. Right? Like, I don't... I don't have any... I think it was like when I was a kid and I made all choir because... Or all county because there were only four baritone saxophones and the other three were, like, morons. Right? I was like, you win by default. I'm like the default guy. <laughs> it's the only guy with the reed and the instrument? Yeah. Well, the only one who, who has it, like, put on correctly. So, yeah, go out there and sit behind the thing and... Play those two notes back and forth. Are you going to try and get some Magic the Gathering out there? That's like your low-key secret. Yeah, absolutely not, but um, I did uh, have a dream about that a few nights ago where I walked into some place and it was some, like, it was some, like, backroom Magic the Gathering, like, weird Mm. tournament type of thing. It wasn't, like, to the death, but it was, you know, Mm. important. Listen, uh, I think it's important. I always thought of you, in my mind, in, in my best vision for you, is you're just going to be like a new era Bernard Purdy who just goes around doing the Purdy shuffle <laughs> and just being like, you done did it. You hired the hit maker, Chris Mandry. I'm here. And I just want to see you popping up on everybody's records. Uh, and then you can have your own podcast out there. And then... I'll, uh, I'll beg you to come out and I can be like the turtle to your Vinny Chase and I'll just drive you around like, yeah, whatever you say, Mr. Mandry. And you'll be like, shut up, nerd, and kick in the back of the seat. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, with the with the Mohawk, I wonder if I'm going to get some uh, some interesting uh, acting roles or something. Like, you know, Sons of Anarchy or You're going to be like Chuck Liddell. That's my thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know I know. Or I'm going to get in a fight and get my fucking part of me and my face smashed in. <laughs> Uh, what's something What's something new you want to do in Los Angeles that you've never done before? Have you thought about any of this? Yeah, it's funny because I was just, this is yeah. a perfect segue, um, actually training for fighting. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm, nice. Uh, I made uh, friends with a UFC fighter when they came to uh, Utica here, Vince from Hell Pichel. Nice. Um, and his uh, training crew, I ended up hanging out with them until like 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we've been going back and forth, but one of the guys has a kickboxing um, studio in his garage, and he and he trains Vince or, and helps him out. And uh, so yeah, I've got an open invitation to go mm. out there and and you start training. You said uh, kickboxing. kickboxing. The two okay. things I want to do is kickboxing and jujitsu. Mm. And um, yeah, just just start getting some stuff under my hands and figure out how to throw a proper punch. <laughs> I've been tempted over the. So I got tempted a couple years back to get into boxing. I wanted to get into boxing training. Yep. I don't want to box anybody. I just want to know. How to box, yes. right? So, <laughs> so I'll give you a, a good story that I, I screwed up real bad. So we have the heavy bag downstairs, and I was like, All right, I don't want to buy boxing gloves, like big giant boxing gloves. So I'll just get like the the MMA gloves, right? Mm-hmm. So I ordered some, and they came in the mail. Got them in, they're pretty dope, nice and comfortable. I got them on, I got them downstairs, and I'm hitting the bag, and my hand's getting sore. 
But I'm assuming that's just right. You know, because I'd watch like a five story. minute tutorial video on YouTube. Right. So now I think I'm Sugar Ray, like Sugar Ray Leonard, right? Right. <laughs> I get to the end. I do the whole thing. I take the gloves off. My hands are bloody. My knuckles are bleeding. There's just like oh, I lost all the skin. I had to go to a wedding like two days later. My <laughs> I get to the wedding. My hands are all bloody and messed up. They're like, what happened? I'm like, ah. I fell on some rocks. Um, I fell on a punching bag. Yeah, yeah, I fell on a punching bag. So uh, if you decide to get in... Uh, so I learned the magic of hand wraps, mm-hmm. of wrapping my hands yep. with the things and getting actual boxing gloves, and it gave me a whole new world of difference. But cool. I've been tempted by like the jiu-jitsu, judo, Muay Thai, kick, like you know, every, different levels and times I've thought about it. But it seems like with a lot of like the jiu-jitsu and kickboxing stuff, there seems to be like a nice like community built around it with the people who are into it. Absolutely. So with jujitsu is really cool is that like if you look at the very old UFCs, I actually started watching all the UFCs yeah. starting at one, and I'm at sixty five <laughs> right now. One. Those are the best ones. The old it, ones. Are, well, they're the most. They're hardcore. They're not the best ones, but they're the most. They're the most interesting spectacle from a time and place. Like I can't believe this was on television yeah. or pay per view. It's mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no rules. Groin punches, totally yeah, illegal. Wild. No weight classes. Right, and so and that's what's cool about jujitsu is that you know if you have good technique, it doesn't matter how much anybody weighs. You can literally submit anybody, <laughs> and it's that's uh, <laughs> just a good thing to to mm-hmm. know, even if it's gonna be you know. Defense. I mean, I'm not really planning on, you know, fighting anybody, but if I have to. I mean, I feel like that's the thing, though. Like, because when I said that about boxing, I said, I don't want to fight anybody. I feel like you'd end up at least, like, grappling around or sparring with somebody just in the course of, like, training. You can't just train by yourself, right? Right. I mean, I used to wrestle with Dave back in Steve's house, just, like, on the trampoline. (laughs) Yeah, we used to get in violent fights, (laughs) for sure. You had a we had you had a really nice turnout for your going away sort of event last night. We went down to one Jenny, which I had never been to before. That was nice down there. Yeah, that was that was very cool. It was, uh, it was a surprise to me. Um, I knew that something was happening, but I didn't know where Did we were going. Did you not know? I didn't know if we we. Didn't, I ran into Velarde a couple of days earlier, and he had mentioned it to me. Yeah, it was. I knew that something was happening Saturday night, yeah. but I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. I just knew that, you know, I had to have a good base of food. <laughs> yes, yeah. We I think that was the list. Like eat something. Yeah. Yes. Something. <laughs> something. How late did you stay out last night? Um, I ended up going to bed about three thirty. Yeah. Um, sounds about right. We got back to Velarde's about twelve thirty and hung out there and <laughs> literally cried laughing for about two and a half hours. Um a great way to great way to end it. End some time here. Uh so what's uh what's something touristy? you're going to do when you get to like the west coast something touristy you plan to do um you know right now there's all those fires which is crazy so and Yo, actually I was thinking starting, about that they're starting to approach that area yeah west lake mm-hmm. um so i was gonna ask crazy. you i don't know if it was morbid or not to ask you about that but it was something i was reading well, i don't know i mean i'm not i'm yeah. not there yet i mean it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah morbid right yet. No, i know right. i'll let you know when i get there it yeah. looks like the apocalypse it does look horrifying when you see all the, the footage and stuff and uh, I always think that too. Like I can't imagine if going from the East Coast to the West Coast the first time I like feel a casual earthquake that everyone else is totally prepared for. And I'm just like, oh God, what's that? They're like, ugh, it's new, it's newbie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the first thing my grandma said. She goes, um, like I'm going to LA. She's like, oh, 
Is that where the earthquakes are? <laughs> no. Yeah, kind of. When was the last one? I don't know. <laughs> they happen so often. <laughs> yeah. uh, I pulled up a list of like restaurants that you should go to, but I don't know where any of them are in comparison to where you live. So the first one that shows up here that looks at Felix in Venice. <laughs> if, you're in, if you're in Venice... Go to a place called Felix. That's what we used to call a John Phoenix, the uh, <laughs> the uh, karaoke guy. Yo, I'm, I'm very familiar with John Phoenix. He's a, he's a good guy, great voice. One of the things I like about John Phoenix, actually, because I used to do a lot of his karaoke night on Tuesdays at the Valley Brook, because I'd go with like, my sister liked to do karaoke if she was in town. And, uh, and I could sing enough to where if I go out to karaoke, someone will get a laugh if I go up and do something dumb. But what I like about John Phoenix is in the middle of the set so people in line people waiting he's every like four or five songs is like now it's John Phoenix's turn (laughs) (laughs) to bust out a song and you're like yes John it's like something you kinda know but not really but boy he he nails it he he absolutely kills it yeah it's good you know in a position like that to really show your dominance (laughs) yeah he likes to let the he likes to let the vocals know he's like all right Guys, you guys, all right. It's flex time with. (laughs) So my sister went to Syracuse just like you. Uh, She's a musical theater major. Oh nice. She was a great singer, one of the best singers I've ever heard. But you know, she would go to like do like karaoke, and she she's very good. Mm -hmm. I remember going in one night at the Valley Brook, and she sang a song, and one of like the karaoke regulars like walked out. She's like. I didn't know it was going to be one of those kind of things. Like, she got, like, jealous. Oh, because it was too good? <laughs> it was too good. Uh-huh. She was like, man. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you should do. Go to, like, an open drum contest and just go play drums. Uh, and then just wait till somebody walks. I'm like, no. This guy, he's I get good. that. I get conscious about that kind of a thing where it's like, you know, when, I don't know. I've been in situations where it's like, I don't, you know, there's a there's a fine line between, like, showing off and and it being an appropriate time to go up and go there and it's something that I actually battle with this kind of fear of like you know I don't want other people to like not play or something like Mm. that you know Mm. but at the same time I mean that's not really my problem I think with you sometimes your biggest thing that I think uh, you will come more to terms with once you get out there is just sort of trusting in your own personality and your own thing and you're not like having to like overplay your hand because you have like the skills and the chops you don't need to like uh you just let it be you just let it be there just right. let just put it out there for the world right just let it be on its own right don't try and like be somebody who you're not just be an amplifier it's like the wrestling phenomenon i always talk again i am a simple person and i relate everything to wrestling <laughs> and the best wrestlers are just their real personalities turned up to like eleven or twelve or whatever, like all the way up. Like you can't, um, you know, you can't pretend to be something you're not. You know what I mean? So, like, who's that one guy who just got booted out? The Tyner guy, I think he's the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, the guy who got in trouble. Super, super. He would go off on interviews. Enzo. Enzo Amore. Yeah, yeah, he got in trouble, and then it found out that he, like, he wasn't valid. He was validated. Like he, he got kicked out of WWE because he got in trouble for some like. Uh, he got accused of some sexual assault stuff, and then it turns out that the accuser, I don't know, wasn't credible or something. I, I don't know the whole story, but 
He never came back to WWE. They don't talk about him at all anymore. He seemed like somebody that was like, that was just him. You know what yeah. I mean? He was, he was yeah, very was him. natural. It's hard. Where do you draw the line? Like, is this person just like this all the time? <laughs> right, right. Then you watch his rap video when he came back. He had that, like, after he got cleared, <laughs> he had that rap video that came out. You're like, oh, yeah, no, he is just this person <laughs> yeah. all the time. But, like, even that, like, when Hulk Hogan got, like, sued back in, the, like, the 90s for the, not Hulk Hogan, when he went on trial for, like, the steroid trial mm-hmm. and stuff, when, like, WWE got thing, that's, like, a real question you have to ask your wrestler. They're like, are you suing Hulk Hogan? Because Hulk Hogan's not real. <laughs> Terry, Bo- Terry right. Bollea is a real guy. I'm just an actor, right? right? <laughs> but, like, with wrestling, like, no one walks up to, like, Triple H and it's like, oh, John Levesque, nice to meet you. They're like, oh, the Triple H. Do you right. know what I mean? That doesn't happen for Brad Pitt. No one runs up to Brad Pitt like, oh my God, Tyler Durden. <laughs> I love you so much. I bet it does, man. I bet. <laughs> Do you think it's. I bet people like yell stuff. You know, you always hear about, um, you know, different catch lines or phrases that people have that they, that they yell. And some people don't know what their real name is. I think that's a great point. You actually hit on it before. I was just going to say it. I think it depends on what you're famous for, right? right. If you are famous for a television show, Right and some like a sitcom or something, and, and people didn't know who you were beforehand. Like when Friends first came out, mm-hmm. like if if Matt LeBlanc's walking down the street, people aren't going Matt LeBlanc; they're right. just yelling Chandler at him. Right, like, <laughs> right. You're right. Like, but I think if you're Brad Pitt, enough people know that you're Brad Pitt where they're not calling you like that guy from Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> right. Like, oh, Aldo Reigns, Snatch, Snatch, yeah, Pikey, yeah. Pikey. But they might yell that to him. They might yell that in the streets. Too. I, Even I if they haven't seen the movie, they might just be. <laughs> Brad Pitt was in the same fraternity as my dad. Really? Yep. Different we're, years. We're college. <laughs> um, I don't know where Brad Pitt went to school, but my dad went to Union. In, uh, oh, Union, I was going to say. Uh, Sigma Chi uh, was a fraternity. Union. No, Union is a... You ever been up to Union? Uh, yes, I have, actually. Super nice. Super nice. I know, like, two people have gone to Union. Shout out to my buddy, Holly. Um, yeah, and Vicky. That's what I'm going to see. That's it, the two people. The two people I know. Yeah, I'm going to see Yeah, I'm going to visit her out there. Oh, you're going to see Vic? Yeah, no, I said hi. Yeah, he's great. Whether great she knows people. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Vicky, you now Chris yeah. is coming. If you haven't, if you haven't known, uh, yeah, I think it's good though that like you. I got lucky when I went to New York that I knew a few people here and there, just casual acquaintances. But like, I think it's important to just like you know, I don't want to say like don't look a gift horse in the mouth, but like take help when you can get it when you have like 100%. somebody who can sort of like be like uh, a helping hand or a helping shoulder there you know what I mean take advantage of it what's uh what's something you're gonna miss the most about upstate New York about this particular central New York region oh don't just cop out and say like oh my good friends you well, okay friends. Yeah. well no I gotta think about it definitely the friend I mean the food to be honest with you I've been doing this keto diet for the last year and yeah, I've yeah. been like not eating a lot of the food like I've just been cooking my own food so mm. I'm still gonna keep doing that but I mean obviously some of the some of the stuff I'm gonna miss around here I think um I, I killed you, know, you like I with no friends. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I'm thinking it's like, why else am I here? I really, you know, probably like the the snow and the dark. <laughs> it's really funny. Miss that. Um, <laughs> I think I think being able to to go somewhere. Well, and it, it's a mixed bag, you know. It's nice to be able to go somewhere and see a bunch of people that I know, mm. um, and 
you know, be able to walk to a restaurant and, and say hi to my buddies who are working there and seeing people at the bar and, and that kind of thing. And it really comes down to the, it, it really does come down to, to the people and the familiarity, but that's also kind of part of the reason why I'm leaving is because, you know, I just, I need something new. I need to explore something new and really try some stuff because I'm not tied down by anything like wife or kids as far as I know. I haven't gotten any. Well, that's something I talked Subpoenas. about. <laughs> that's something I talked about with uh, Doc last night, actually, when we were uh, closing up shop a little bit. Is like, you know, I, this is like the best time to do something like this. And it's like anything else. Like, I went to New York for, I didn't take a shot. I went to New York for six, seven, eight years. I, I, I swear to God, at this point in time, I've kind of lost the narrative on how long <laughs> I've been down there. Um, but. I think it was a mistake sometimes and I think about like what I could have done otherwise and different decisions here and there. But I don't regret it. I don't I had a great time. I loved all my moments. Right. So, so even even if you make the right or wrong, you, you should never regret anything you do because everything you do, like you learn something, you take something. I always think of things in life as being a collector, right? Mm-hmm. When I everything I've done in my life, I just take a little collection of something I like. I keep the things that are important to me and I let the other ones go. So I hope that on your trip here between Utica and D.C. and Nashville on the way that you collect some things, when you're out there, you take some things that make you feel feel good. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being able to go out to a place like L.A. and have experiences and meet new people and be able to bring, you know, something of value um, back to Utica. Because I'm always a mm. Utican. You know what I mean? And I'm... And I'll always be representing in, uh, in my own, you know, in, in my own way. But I want to be able to, um, I don't know if enlighten, you know, I have to enlighten myself first. But if I can help anybody in any way or, or you know, put Utica on the map in any way or whatever, you know, I, I just, I want to be able to, um, I want to be able to give back. And I think right now for me the best way to do that is, to go off and um, and experience something new. No, I think it's good too, and honestly, I think it's important sometimes to uh, to have new challenges, right? To find new things. So you got to keep it fresh because if you, I don't remember who said it. It's a pretty common thing that people say all the time. But if you if you're doing something, and you're not a little bit scared. You're probably doing it wrong, and you should probably figure something out, right? If you need to be a little bit nervous or think that it's not as good as it should be because if you don't you've already you've already reached the point what are you doing here you need you're, to be you're not striving. growing yeah you're not growing you're not striving for something and i think it's important to put a little bit of like adventure and a little bit of change because it, it it's good for your spirit it's good for your like your your vibe and your soul whatever you believe in that like keeps you going so uh with that i want to give you uh, an opportunity we've done this with a couple different people here before okay. in the show we did it with carrie bostic when she was here uh, we did it with oh god I, I'm gonna forget now because it's been like a long time since I've been I did it with um, oh Mara when Mara was on here uh, when she went to Florida but here's a these are just seven uh, ish interview questions that you would normally get in an exit interview from your job I'm going to reframe them to be about the region about the city about your life here okay. uh, number one why are you leaving your current position <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I actually. Went through a real exit interview about four days ago. Um, <laughs> so, uh, because I think that there is um, an opportunity for personal growth 
um, that and and new challenges that I can't necessarily get around here at the moment. Uh, do you think you're adequately equipped for your new undertaking? Yes, I do. I think that um, I think that even if I'm not, I hope that I have the uh, wherewithal to be able to um, adapt quickly. Uh, do you feel like uh, similar sort of question? Do you feel like your hometown has adapted you and prepared you for the world outside of it? Are you prepared for the West Coast? Yeah, I think I am. You know, I think that it's gonna be. Um, from what I've heard, it's uh, not. It's not flighty out there. It's no, mellow, and you know, it takes forever to get anywhere. Are cynical, I think. It's just like I don't know what it is about New Yorkers or just East Coast folks, or you know, we we we're very cynical people in in general. I feel like it is. I wonder actually. You know, I think it would be much harder for somebody from L.A. to live in Utica than it would for me to find whatever it is that I'm looking for in LA or attract whatever it is. Uh, what skills or qualifications do you think we need to look for in your replacement? <laughs> um, borderline crazy. Uh, definitely is a good is definitely a good start. Um, you know, I think that I think that there's uh, most likely you have all the all the skills that you need with the people you currently have. <laughs> uh, except drums, obviously. You know, can I say that? And I think, you know, and joking aside, uh, interview-wise, I have to say, uh, over the years, and uh, and Kevin could certainly uh, back me up on this, we've talked about, like, I, I wish that over the years we had gotten a chance to play more prominently together than just sort of, like, casual things here and there. I'm really glad that we did get to at least have that one uh, little show there for the downtown get-down-together, that sort of phantom lost show that, like, 25, 40 people, I have no idea how many people were there got to see, but it was nice to actually work with you at that level for once because I've always uh, thought about getting a chance to, like, play with you on a more regular basis, and I'm glad we got, like, a chance to do at least a little bit of some fun stuff in there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't believe I left Steve's night vision goggles in front of you this entire time. Have you seen these, by the way? I left uh, these in front of you the whole time. <laughs> I've seen them. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed them right in the beginning, <laughs> and I was just sort of, um, you know, <laughs> not saying anything you, about can it. I, can I show you this for a second? Sure. Just because this will do a little bad radio for people. Steve told me he bought our mutual friend Steve, who we both know for many years. Oh, I thought he was your friend. I thought he was your friend. <laughs> okay. See, that's how he gets you. Yeah. Uh, no, kidding, he, Steve. He told me these are night vision goggles, and uh, this is what they gave him. You ready? <laughs> they, they're not light vision. They just they're green. It's so everyone else can see. Everyone else can see you. It's the opposite it's of what dark. I thought night vision goggles were. <laughs> uh, I just thought that'd be a good one for you. I don't. I'm gonna try these out and see how these work. <laughs> Have you worn these outside? I have not. I'm going to try them out right now when we get Did he buy these? <laughs> Based on that? I don't know why he bought them. Uh, <laughs> Chris, uh, I'm, I'm certainly sad you're leaving because I love having you around. And you've been a wonderful, close acquaintance of mine for such a long time. A wonderful friend, a great fucking musician, a great person, a great human being. You'll be sorely missed by all your friends and pals here in upstate New York. Uh, however, the West Coast is very lucky <laughs> to have you, and I think it's going to be good for you 
uh, I think you will regret not going if you don't go and enjoy yourself and do something that will make you feel good and validated and excite that spirit of creativity that exists within weirdos like you and me and all of our friends. <laughs> and, uh, and I can't wait to see you again soon. So Awesome, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking some time to, to speak with me, and I love everything that, that you're doing and everybody at Made in Utica and to see it from where it started to, to what you guys are doing now. <laughs> Um, you know, taking over these uh, very real spots and yeah. and doing some awesome stuff. It's uh, it's amazing, and I'm glad that I could um, help in any way in, in any way that I have. And it's uh, you know, I was in Walmart today. I had to get some boxes, and uh, I actually started tearing up a little bit when I was and I was in the power. Um, the power tool section. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> like, I gotta fucking, I gotta get out of here. Like, all I can think about is, the, I'm like, in order to not tear up anymore, all I can think about is Tim Allen, more power, just go, oh, 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 oh. And I just got out of there, got my boxes. I'm like, all right. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. When we went to wrestling a couple weeks ago, we went to go see uh, the wrestling show. You wore the... So you roll up to the house in the car with the wrestling, with a full Ultimate Warrior muscle suit on. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll wear the wrestling mask. So I put the Luchador mask on, and we drove out. And I took a picture of us in the car, and I put it, and I put it on Squared Circle on on Reddit, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying to get a couple of likes on there. And I posted just like, yo, yo, going out to the house show in Syracuse tonight. Look for the generic luchador and the ultimate warrior clone at the show. And like the first comment I got was like an hour later and just said, No, no, I won't. <laughs> I just loved how like immediately they were like not interested in anything. And I will say, I liked wearing the costume, but about like an hour into the show, I'm like, I wish I had not worn this costume. I got so many, I wasn't 100% sober either. Yeah, no. I was a little bit in a paranoid state. But no, I'm with you on that. And plus, I mean, so like, there were just a bunch of children that seemed disgusted that I would <laughs> impersonate these perfectly physiqued men with my horrible muscle suit. Um, but, uh, you know, all in all, it, that was, uh, that was a great, that was a great experience to hang out with everybody and, yeah, uh, man. and, and see some wrestling first time in a while. <laughs> well, you're out the West coast. There is independent wrestling and it's really hard to get into mm-hmm. from what I've been told. It's this company called pro wrestling gorilla PWG wrestling and like, uh, Kevin Owens and Finn Balor and all those lads fought out there. Look it up when you get out there again. The gimmick is there's only like 300 and some odd seats in this arena. They don't do like a lot. It's like pretty wild. It's hard to, to see anything about. I'll show you a video before when we get when we get out of here. But, cool. Uh, look that up when you're out there. Eat some Mexican food. Uh, it'll give me a real reason after all these years to finally go to the West Coast to come visit you. Love it. And uh, I can't wait. I'm excited for you, brother. Sam, mm. love you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Utica, I love you. Stay in touch. <laughs> we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Bye.
right, and we're back. Thank you once again, Chris Mandry. Uh, I hope it's not the last time he's on the show. Uh, I don't think it will be, but I don't know when we'll hear from him again. But uh, check in. I, I really hope he follows through when we're talking about he's going to, like, uh, do some, like, live vlogging, vlog video content stuff while he's on the road. Cool. Doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Chris is, uh, I told him, like, Chris is the best when he's just doing his own thing and being his, his, his singular unique self and I uh and I hope that he leans into it because he's he's a great dude and I think he'll do really well out there I'm glad he's going to Silver Lake because mm-hmm. there's like a really cool like music scene out there I think he'll fit in very nicely if you were moving out to a big city I feel like Los, I'm, West Coast is very intriguing I've never been to the West Coast mm. um I like to get away from some of this like oncoming winter as I'm getting <laughs> well you, you want I'm some... excited I brought... <laughs> I'm so excited for winter <laughs> so you want to go? Would you want to go somewhere colder? Would you go? No, I want to go like Tahoe. If I Tahoe, mm, yeah, that's sure. pretty good. Tahoe's yeah, nice. that's <laughs> a good call. I'm, I'm actually thinking about trying to go out there in January. You yeah. said, I'll say, you said that with the decisiveness of someone who's thought about this yeah, before. Yeah, like, I've already Tahoe. thought about it. I've already thought about it. They actually have a place that does daycare while you're skiing too. So mm. <laughs> you guys can come too. <laughs> uh, uh, here's a real dirty secret of my life: I can't ski. Or snowboard. I'm very. It's not a dirty secret. Everybody, everybody knows that. I'm very coordinated. <laughs> I am fall over a lot. I fall over a lot just in general. Uh, all right. So let's. I didn't. Let's get to the history lessons because I don't have notes. Oh. I don't have notes for them. Oh. So we're just gonna have to do them the best we can. Uh, and this one's not so much a history lesson, but just a call to look out at all the stuff that's going on for Armistice Day and the celebration of the 100 year anniversary of the end of World War One. Happened on November 11th. Uh, uh, last was it? That's yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So Armistice Day. There's been a lot of really. I don't have a history lessons about this. There's enough history around there right now. Mm-hmm. If you go look in the internet, there's been a lot of really cool like observations and celebrations across the across the country and across the world. I've seen a lot of cool stuff. Um, I think World War Two doesn't get the uh, the press that World War uh, World War One doesn't get the press that World War Two gets. Doesn't no. have the the iconic villain the way that World War Two did. But mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, I just especially because I watch a lot of soccer, and they take Armistice Day very seriously in like England, and because they right. lost so many people, and it's it was just interesting to see it presented in a different country and the way they felt about this same event. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any World War One thoughts while we're out here. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> My great grandfather was in World War One. That's all I know. Good. Uh, I won't even get into any of the Trump stuff about it. He did. Yeah, I think he did nothing very soon. Himself. No, I don't believe it. Tell me, <laughs> not surprised. He did nothing because it won't come out. Uh, crack. <laughs> uh, I should have gone farther back, I suppose. On this day, seventeen ninety nine, mm. the first meteor shower was recorded off of a ship in the Florida Keys. I don't have any follow up for this besides in seventeen ninety nine. I can't imagine what that person must have thought was happening. Yeah, the like, world was ending. It's like, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even without context right now, if I just saw like a ton of meteors flying across the sky above me, I'd be like, hmm, this is concerning. Especially if there was a warning. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like, sit to I've seen some shower. of the ones that are crazy. Where like they'll come in and like, you know, get through a good amount through the atmosphere before they burn up all the way. So it's a big flash. Yeah, they're gonna come like streaking through, get big, and then just flash in the sky and not make an impact. And you're just standing there like, I'm gonna change the context of your day a little bit. 
it's funny too because like when you watch all these old like history i watch a lot of like, old documentaries about dinosaurs and like prehistoric times and stuff and they always mm-hmm. like really casually talk about like all the extinction level events that happen like it's no big deal like oh and one of earth's many mass level extinction events that happened over the millennium and i'm like mm. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so just throw that out so casually like it's no big deal mm. yeah something to keep in mind that this happens pretty regularly on global time if we're getting out there i know you're gonna call me a globalist but fine fine uh all right let's move on from the first meteor shower uh to 1953 where the indiana textbook commissioner charged that robin hood the story of robin hood promoted communism <laughs> what are your thoughts about robin hood as a communist hey he robbed from the rich to give to the poor spot the lie i <laughs> it's my thought <laughs> This just feels like 1953. It feels like someone looking for like easy jumping on the I'm not a communist thing. Like I'm just gonna like you know what you know who was a communist that Robin Hood. We should stop teaching our kids about this. What's like a did you read any stories in school that like are were controversial growing up high school like any or yeah most of like the summer reading was high, was controversial, controversial. Not, not in our time but books that were controversial yeah, yeah. Did you read Huck Finn that's a controversial yeah. one I never read that one actually read Huck Finn. Yeah. Scarlet Letter was a. Is that is that considered controversial though? Yeah, yeah. that was, they yeah, it was controversial. Let, they don't even let them read it anymore. We read Catcher in the Rye in like seventh grade, oh, I think, yeah. or eighth grade, or whatever, maybe ninth. <laughs> Did you they have the South Park episode where they talk about like giving the kids the Catcher in the Rye and being like, kids, this book uses like graphic language and very, and they're like, oh, sick, and they start reading. It, they're like, there's nothing in this at all, right? Like they're just like not affected at all by it, and that's sort of what I wonder. Like I. I actually watched The Crucible, like the movie The Crucible, over the course of like this lesson I was doing for student teaching, and I've like been down on The Crucible for a long time. I gotta tell you, I rewatched the movie. I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it, man. It's pretty good. Crucible's not bad. It's, it's again. Never, that, never seen it. It's okay. also about communism. Everything was about communism. <laughs> it's all about fear mongering and communism. They were trying to warn us back then. Uh, on this day, 1954, Ellis Island officially closes uh, in New York City. Uh, 40% of all Americans uh, can trace their ancestors currently back through Ellis Island, which I always thought was cool. You ever go to Ellis Island? Either no. no. I went there when I was a kid. We took the, the Staten Island Ferry out to... It was before I lived in New York. I was like 13, and I had um, braces and glasses and frosted tips. Can I please see that picture? I'll find it for you. <laughs> and I had... Uh, a button-up, short-sleeve Hawaiian shirt. I want you to think about that for a second. No, Just I don't want take to. that image into your head <laughs> no, for a second. Yeah, braces, smiling, big goofy, Frosted thick tips. '90s glasses, th- Frosted tips with like not a good hairstyle. I like yeah. transition lenses too. I think. <laughs> no, you guys keep trying to. You guys, you guys keep trying to pin that on me. That's not a thing. I never had transition I feel like lenses. You had transition no, I was like John Motto. Someone uh, talk to John Motto and ask him about it. No, I didn't have transition lenses. Um. No, but I remember going to Statue of Liberty, which I was more excited about than Ellis Island, stupidly, because it's just a statue and not a museum, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Ellis Island is a dope museum with cool exhibits, and the Statue of Liberty is like, it's very tall. I don't know if I want to walk all the way up. (laughs) It's very impressive, Mm -hmm. but uh, Ellis Island was cool because the one thing I'll remember, I I don't even know if this is still there anymore, they had this big, giant, vertical board with all the United States on it, and each state had a little number counter on it and you could walk up and pick like a like a region that your family was from like Italy you know mm-hmm. uh, Ireland Syria whatever and if you hit the button it would give you a number like like how many immigrants from that country came to each like went to each state 
respectively. Mm. And it was really cool because, you know, like as a Syrian kid growing up to like hit the Syrian thing and see yeah. that a lot of them were like upstate New York. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool that like I'm part of this like heritage of people who came here from a long, you know, I don't know. Mm. It's just interesting to see. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, it that is was, cool. that's the one thing that stuck with me from my Ellis Island trip as a kid. I would like to know like more about my family. It's a really cool museum, actually. It's like an it's the only problem with it is you have to take the ferry out there to get mm-hmm. to it. So it's not, it's not like down in the business district like a lot of the other museums. Uh, yes, there are also lots of Irish in, in the in the in New York. I found out when I oh, hit I had no doubt. <laughs> I had no doubt. I knew we're very strong in New York. <laughs> very strong in New York. They used to call uh, the Catskills used to be Little Ireland. Oh, really? Little yeah. Ireland. Oh, that's cool. All in the Catskills out there, where that's basically where they all just went to hang out in the summertime. Mm. I would have been. I'm very curious to know what it would have been like when it was when the Italians and the Irish were the two main immigrant classes, just because like we relate to them in such a weird way. I would have liked to see them out there on the street talking trash to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Until they start talking trash to you. That's true. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's true. I just want to be a uh, uh, what do you call it? omnipotent observer, third hand from the outside. Um, all right. So, yeah, there you go. And on this day, 2003, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes the governor of California. I mean, setting, setting weird precedents for who were elected into politics. Guys, it seemed so crazy at the time. It, it did. did. It really did. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, who are we going to elect now? Anybody. I think, and I, I can't say fully for sure, but I think consensus, he did an all right job for a chunk of his yeah. time out there. Yes. Brave. Well, he's, yeah, he's yeah, connected sure. to the Kennedys, yeah, right? His yeah, wife is so, connected to the, his yeah. ex-wife is connected to the Kennedys. It makes sense, though. Like, I I don't... I think she was doing a lot of the background. Okay, can I tell you... And I, I'm not going to be a stand for Arnold Schwarzenegger here, but what I will say is this. I think sometimes... I'm not saying... I don't even know how smart or dumb Arnold is, but I think Arnold gets this impression of being dumb because of the voice and what people know about him and the character. And, like, anything he would say sounds goofy because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, if he's like, I'm here to talk to you about the tax plan. You're like, oh, Arnold. You're like, no, see if it's a really good plan. You know what I mean? Like, like, but, like, it's just... It's probably tough for him. It was probably tough for him to get like taken seriously for a certain amount of time, right? Sure. Just being like, okay, the governor's here. It's like that's not funny. I have real reform to do. <laughs> Sorry. You got really into that. I I just it's something Keep I like. I'm I'm not like waiting to pull that one out of the no, garage. I, got really <laughs> I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, just a couple uh, quick nerd pop culture based pieces of news here. Uh, this one came in right before we left. Stan Lee, the legendary creator of many famous Marvel characters that you know and Every love. movie you see. Every um, movie you see. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Black Panther, the X-Men, Thor, uh, all that stuff. He's he's one of the driving influential uh, creators of what is now like one of the largest uh, like property creators, content creators in the world. Yeah, so, yeah. 95 years old, though. Not a bad life. Yeah. You know, and he, it's crazy, I, I feel like we just watched something about, like, in the 90s when Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy in, like, 1994, 1995, yeah, yeah. and they were selling off all of their licenses to stay afloat. To think back then, where Marvel was now, it's it's pretty wild to think that, like, this major American, like, company could have been gone, and now it's, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to Disney, Disney Plus, you can watch all the content <laughs> on Disney Plus. Uh, so yeah, that was that was sad. Uh, look up. So there's really a lot of good documentaries on Stan Lee. So check out for stuff out there. Who's your favorite Stan Lee guy? You're you're a big Black Panther fan, I know. After the movie. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like the Black Panther movie a lot. Um, probably 
probably like the X-Men. X-Men. Oh, yeah. I like X-Men the X-Men. Pretty good. X-Men are pretty cool. Um, some of those guys specifically, all of them, though. The, the whole interconnected thing, really, I think is what's most impressive. It's not for me, any of the Marvel stuff's not about any one guy, but just the vast amount mm. of characters that all like interact. Stan Lee actually also used to do a lot of voices for the Marvel like content when he was even before like the movies. So if you yeah. go to the old cartoons when they do the little narration, it was usually Stan Lee growing mm-hmm. up. You know, like, hey there, true believers, I'm Stan Lee, your favorite. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think he he left like an indelible image on like comic book kids growing well, this up. This is too. a cameo in every single one of the Marvel movies that's popular. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he always knew he always knew how to get himself a little a little recognition. He's not right? dumb. He's not. He's <laughs> not dumb. Uh, I was actually, well, the reason I was watching, like, Mallrat clips before this, because if you go back to Mallrats, he's in Mallrats. That's 1994, yeah. And that's, like, a weird cult movie about comic books. And even then, like, he he understood the the value of being recognized as the comic book guy. Not the comic book guy, but The Simpsons is different. Um, All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I had some more nerd Big voice episodes. Big voice episodes. A lot of voices out here. (laughs) Worst voice episode ever. Um... (laughs) So this is like news just for my mom, who occasionally listens to this show, uh, who still has a working Nintendo Wii, an original Nintendo Wii. Uh, Nintendo Do people not still. Oh, because everybody got the Switch now. The Switch. That's okay. that new hotness. This is the old and busted. Switch is the new hotness. But Wii is old and busted. <laughs> old and busted. New, new hotness. hotness. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so my mom still has her Wii at the house. They are officially shutting down their streaming service as of January 2019. Pretty well, crazy. What they even we stream have a Wii? We used to be able to stream Netflix and stuff back on Wii's network. You going, physically gesture to watch your Netflix? <laughs> you would aim at the thing and like point yeah. around. with. The, I swear to God, my mom used to I'm, use it. I'm not saying that I don't believe that they have that on there, but it just seems... I don't know. You talk about like iconic pop culture companies that sort of were on the verge of going like the way of dinosaur. The Wii was a big deal, the original Wii for like mm-hmm. keeping the Nintendo alive. So the Nintendo really goes in waves. They're coming out something else cool soon. Yeah, yeah. Isn't the Switch cool? People seem to like that. Is My that nephew it? loves the Switch. Yeah. He's addicted to it. I don't even know what the Switch is. So the Switch is their new system, and what it is is like um, it's a portable system you hold in your hand. Almost looks like a Game Gear from mm-hmm. back in the day for you '90s kids. And you can play it on the go, and it's got all the full games on it. But when you go home, you can put it into the little, like, docking port. There's, like, a little port. You drop it in, and then you can play it on the TV. And there's, like, a minimal breakdown of graphics between the TV version and the handheld version. So the idea is you go home, you play the game with the controllers, but you got to go somewhere. Oh, pop it out, play the game on the go, right? So it's pretty cool. Nintendo realized two smart things. They have what Marvel has, which is intellectual property that people recognize. They have Mario and Zelda and Metroid. They have all these characters that people recognize as Mm -hmm. video game characters. And they're also pretty gung-ho about being adventurous with their technology where, like, the other two major video game companies Just keep kind of refining their platform. Yeah, like, graphics better, faster, stronger. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, Nintendo's like, there's a market for, like, people who just like to play... Yeah, fun Mario game. Yeah, me and Parkinson play much more of the old Genesis and Nintendo games these days than we play, like, the new FIFA or wrestling game. So, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So, Mom, unhook that Wii. Just go buy... I'll get you a new video game system. Just get rid of the Wii out of the house. Uh, I did have a story this week about a mystery object that sped by Earth last year. Did you guys read about that? I People? did. It looks like a... Spaceship. I mean, they thought it was a spaceship that looked like a rock. <laughs> it, yeah, apparently, uh, I was going to do the story last week. There's another example of this was a story last week, and then this week I think it was disproved as being an alien probe. So apparently it is not an alien probe. 
Unless that's what they tell you. I want to believe it is. Though. I want to believe. I want to believe it is. <laughs> it's very. I'm gonna say it's a man. I'm gonna. <laughs> Well, they wouldn't tell us anyway. It wouldn't be like if it was an alien probe. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you know what? It was. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I told you guys. So keep dreaming on, guys. Uh, okay, you guys ready for some reboot news? I got three reboots here that are coming out this week. We're going to debate all three of them. Coming out this week? Well, they were announced this week, but they're, okay. all, they're all announced this week. Uh, number one. They are rebooting the Shrek franchise. They're not making a sequel to the Shrek movies, but they're going to reboot the franchise. New, They might keep the same voice characters, though. They just might change the whole stories up. That's the part that's weird about it. They're going to have the same characters, but different... Like, we'll wreck on the whole thing and start from the beginning. I love the old Shrek movies. Everybody loves the Shrek. The Shrek is like the... The best. They plan on keeping the franchise's voice cast intact. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Antonio Banderas... Uh, they're going to try and find new ways to get fresh storylines. Uh, I feel like it's kind of early on a Shrek. You could probably make money on a Shrek sequel if you had a, a ton new, of money. on a newer Shrek movie. You know, I don't know. I, I, we had it, the Shrek extended universe. What are you going to do here? Make a dark Shrek movie? Like a super gritty <laughs> Shrek reboot? <laughs> um, all right, so that's number one is the Shrek reboot. Number two, they are rebooting Child's Play. Uh, the people who produced it, they put it very prominently on the poster that it's the producers of it, yeah, as if that has something to do. It's the same people who gave the it guys money, money yeah, are giving these guys money. Oh, yeah. I kind of like the idea of it. So yeah. you like it? Yeah, so, I, so I'm definitely. My question was, what are you more interested in, the Shrek reboot or the Child's Play reboot? Child's so you're on Child's Play, Play. for Child's sure. Play, of course. I feel like I, I'm not. I'm never excited about Child. Child's Play has been putting out movies for a while. It's not. Sure, like, but you're excited about Shrek. I liked the first Shrek movie. I feel yeah, like everybody did. We were kids, yeah. but like you're gonna go watch the <laughs> Shrek gonna... reboot. Which Me one are you personally? more likely to watch? If you're in your living room, by myself, yeah. it's certainly Child's Play. Certainly. Yeah, there you right? go. I feel like my mom liked Shrek, and my niece and nephews liked it, so I might get dragged to see a Shrek reboot in that capacity. Mom's getting though. close though. Kids are getting older. You never know. Yeah. That's time. true. My niece on my niece who doesn't live here, who's in Chicago, is old enough where she wants to watch all those trash pale like young adult novel movies that they make. Oh, tough. Yeah. Talk. I want to watch Valerian in the House of a Thousand Mirrors. I'm like, ugh, God, that sounds <laughs> brutal. That sounds horrendous. Uh, and then let's talk about a good reboot. Uh, it was announced this week that uh, Vince Gilligan, the man behind Breaking Bad, is going oh, yeah. to make a movie uh, following the Jesse Pinkman character and his story of the escape at the end of Breaking Bad. So are you on board for an extended Breaking Bad movie starring the original uh, original cast member Jesse Pinkman and the original creator. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Mm. Vince Gilligan has done nothing to lose my trust. Um, I like Breaking Bad a lot. I love Better Call Saul. It's going to be great. It'll be yeah. awesome to see the character come back. And I think it's smart to do it in a movie so you don't have to artificially inflate, mm -hmm. um, you know, like stretch it out and try to make three, four seasons out of it, make it not really make sense now that most of the antagonists in his story are gone. Mm. You know, people keep harping on, like, uh, David Lynch every time he, like, does an interview now about whether there's going to be another season of Twin Peaks now that he just did mm -hmm. this one. I'd almost want him to just make another Twin Peaks movie at this point in time. Don't give me another whole series. Just give me, like, a, like a two-hour Twin Peaks movie, and then yeah. we can call it quits. Uh, what about you? You got a, you're a Breaking Bad fan? No? Yeah, I watched him. You interested yeah. in this movie? Yeah, I watch it. Pinkman, I gotta tell you, I'm not, like, harshing on Pinkman. I guess you couldn't make a movie about any other character who's left over. Like, who else could you make a movie you about? Make it about Walt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a sitcom about breakfast. It's just, yeah. just about eating breakfast. 
and hanging out with his What new... was his dumb name he wanted his parents to call him in the show? Flynn? Finn? 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 <laughs> Finn. No, Flynn was from Sopranos. That was Meadow's terrible boyfriend, right? Uh, it's tough. They're tough to keep track. <laughs> I'm re-watching Boardwalk Empire right now with Kevin. You, did you ever watch that one? I watched it, all of it last year. It was on you, HBO, right? You watched it last year? Yeah, sure, year before. Really? Yeah. Did you like it? I liked it, but the end I just didn't like. Okay, good to know. I'm re-watching it for the first time since it was on, and I'm pleasantly surprised at how much I'm enjoying the but first season. I think it was last year. All right, so that's it. Uh, we're almost done here. I just I had a crazy hot take that someone gave me this week, and I wanted to share it with you guys. They said they had not eaten breakfast cereal in two years. Two full years they had given up breakfast cereal. I thought that was a wild, uh, a wild take. Uh, so I looked up some information about the best-selling breakfast cereals in America. Before I give you the top ten... Give me your guesses. What do you think's on this list of the top 10 current best-selling breakfast cereals in America? Is it for kids? or No, just all, ce- all cereals. Oh, there's, some, there's some kids here. There's some adults. Apple Jacks. No, no Apple Jacks. Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios is the number one really? best-selling cereal in America. That's mm-hmm. correct. What about like that Grape Nut? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you picking all these weird bohemian cereals? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're the ones I eat. <laughs> Pick the ones that you think are the most popular. <laughs> I'm like, you're like oh, Cracklin Oat Bran. Frosted Mini Wheats. I'm always the 1%. Frosted Mini Wheats, number nine. Very tricks. good. Yes, very good. No, that was a good, that's closer I'm though. Over that's Raisin good. Bran. Number 10. I love Raisin, Raisin Bran. Bran. Yep, Frosted number, Flakes. Number two. Just wow, corn There's flakes. one and two. Did you say cornflakes? Yeah. No cornflakes. <laughs> you suck Damn it. Life cereal. No life cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So you have 10, 9, 1, and 2. Golden Grams. What did you say? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Was, You're on the board with number that. 4. Very Cinnamon smart. Toast Crunch. Very smart. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms number 8. All right. Fruit Loops. Number really? seven, Fruit yeah, Loops. They have yeah. Cheerios. Cheerios number I six. Oh, man. You guys are on a roll now. Uh, I'm sorry. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was five. I'm sorry. Sorry. Five. So we're missing... How many? Four and... Captain Crunch. Pops. Okay, so first off, this list only has nine. These people are stupid. What? So there's one we're missing. What about Pops? Honey. It's in between Frosted honey, Flakes... Honey Snacks. You're never going to guess this one. It's super random. What it, well, give me what hint were you going to say. It's an adult cereal. It's an adult cereal. More adult cereal. It's not, grape, it's not grape nut. It has a lot of stuff in it. What about Quisp? Oh, Honey Bunches of Oats. Honey Bunches of Oats, yeah, yeah, of number course. three. That's right. Uh, honey Nut Cheerios, Frosted Flakes, Honey Bunches of Oats, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Cheerios, Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms, Frosted Mini Wheats, Raisin Bran. This game is rigged. <laughs> this, game, this is a stupid game. <laughs> Where did you get this info from? Uh, my sources are my own. Uh, no. Fair enough. <laughs> I, no. Fair the real answer to that question is I literally just deleted the page and I don't feel like going back to what it was. It was on the internet. Okay. Um, so that's it for this week. Again. Best of luck to our dear close friend, Chris Mandry. Be safe on your journey, on your new adventure. I'm very excited for you. I have nothing but good hopes okay. and excitement for what's coming next for you. Keep in touch with us. Let us know what you're doing. Uh, follow the show at Uticast. Uh, I, I'm not going to do the whole spiel where I give us all our Twitter. Just follow the show. Just go to Uticast. Do that. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Kevin, as always. Uh, keep it tight. Uh, <laughs> our Humanoids. Woodstock lives. Uh, we will catch you next week. Same pod time, same pod channel, which is just, I guess, the internet is the channel. Internet at large, plus number one on Stitcher. Number one on Stitcher, Apple, all those things. See you later. We're not. Not yet. Not with that attitude. (laughs)